0: 10 questions the Philadelphia 76ers need to answer before the season begins. I got my boy Vince Miracle to break it all down. Let's get to it, brother. Let's not waste any time. Can Joel Embiid stay healthy and lead the 76ers to a top three seed without Ben Simmons?
1: No, I I, I personally (laughs) don't see it happening. I mean, uh, Joel Embiid hasn't shown it yet, right? Like every season at some point, he has been injured since the start of his career. So, I mean, to believe that now with an even bigger workload, not knowing when Ben Simmons is going to be there, and even if they do trade Ben Simmons, it doesn't seem like they're going to get the All-Star that they're looking for in return, at least not right now. And I don't know how much longer they're going to wait with this holdout, especially after the comments that Joel Embiid made today of this recording. So, I say no. I think he's going to be injured again with that workload.
0: Right, and you have to look at teams like the up and coming Hawks, the Celtics who got deeper from a bench perspective. So I like those teams there and not knowing what you might get for a Ben Simmons kind of disappoints me and, you know, makes it kind of leery to to say, yes, he's going to lead them to a top three again. So I'm going to go with the no, which then transitions into the question number two, which is what's the worst outcome for the 76ers and Ben Simmons?
1: For the worst uh for the Ben Simmons and the Sixers? I mean yeah. worst case scenario for Ben Simmons is he gets he, I mean he, he has to stay and doesn't get paid for the entire season yep. right I mean that's he gets penalized that's the worst case scenario for him worst case scenario for the sixers is they still don't trade him they keep penalizing him they're gonna have to keep going through this entire I mean it, it distracts from what they were trying to do they were one game away of being in that Eastern Conference Finals And now they have to deal with this entire situation with Ben Simmons. And this is another thing for you, Leo, that goes back to the last question, is if Joel Embiid does have this workload, right? And we we both said no. We don't think he stays healthy. Over under 65 games played for Joel Embiid next season.
0: That's always been the question for me. It's how great is he because – to me availability is the best ability and he's never truly available and ben simmons always has to cover for his ass in that way where you know that if Embiid is down i feel confident as a coach as a fan base that ben simmons will help me win games if he's not there tobias Harris becomes your second best player then that's the next question right so these are all questions that would really concern me I would go with the under on that. So, again, the combination of Embiid and Tobias Harris is question number three. Do you see that being a very good duo or a middle-of-the-pack type duo in the Eastern Conference?
1: Look, I'll say this. I think Joel Embiid has the opportunity. So let's say the over-under on games played for Joel Embiid sits. If I'm Vegas, I'm putting at 65 and a half games, right? If I was a betting man, I would I would take personally take the over just because of the needed ability for him to be there, right? Best ability is the availability, right? So I think he knows he's going to have to be on the floor. My question to you is this. Is Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris – on the same level as Giannis and Chris Middleton in my personal opinion I say they're on the same they're on the same level but let's say there's an A and B portion of that level and I give that a portion to Giannis and Middleton so I do think they can be good but it depends on what they get back for Ben Simmons because let's say for example they make a trade, and they get a guy like and this D-low. is, not, this is this, That's who I think they're getting traded to. I think he's going to go to Minnesota. Okay. I think all signs are starting to point that way. They get a guy like D'Angelo Russell, and you add that to a Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid, that combination works. But if you start adding in guys, let's say he gets traded to Sacramento, and you add a Davion Mitchell and a Buddy Heald and a Bagley, I still think it works, but I don't think it hits the same way. So,
0: what if he get a Harrison I, Barnes, Buddy he healed and Marvin Bagley?
1: I mean, I, I it just kind of I mean for for me Harrison Barnes is is a tier is basically a lower version of Tobias Harris, right? Like, I, I, or they're essentially the same player. Yeah, to me they can they play are. three or they, they're three four combos. They essentially swap each other. I don't know how good that works on the floor together. i really have to see that because they essentially play the same game, right? So they're just going to be separating itself out. Um, but they
0: create that I, spacing for Joel Embiid, and I don't know. I feel like I like Harrison Barnes a little bit more than DeLo, especially right now with them they need trying to compete guard, for a championship. I like Maxi which 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 we'll get into but I, I think Maxi there who is a shooter who can do a little bit of everything I'm, I'm comfortable and I'd rather have more versatility on the wing than a defensive liability like D'Lo. but that's just my take
1: I think you you no matter what if if let's say for example we're, we're in this scenario now where it's the Kings if they have buddy healed, they have Maxie and they have Barnes. You know what Barnes and, and, and Buddy bring. It's that spacing, right? Right. I think Tobias Harris definitely helps Joel Embiid. It's your belief in Maxie. And if we are doing this scenario, the Kings are probably giving up Davion Mitchell or Tyrese Halliburton in any trade for Ben Simmons. I think that's who your real starting point guard is. Oh, for it's sure. Davion, <laughs> and if it's Davion Mitchell, man. That team is still defensively minded, still scary. And why have we not even mentioned Seth Curry yet? You know what I mean? Like Seth Curry could even play that point guard position a little bit. I wouldn't really trust him to be that guy, but he could be that guy. You know what I mean? Well, they
0: got Shake Milton there. They got Shake Milton. They uh, drafted Jaden Springer. No one talks about him enough. Right, right. Okay, so question number four, is Doc Rivers overrated?
1: No. He's he's rated exactly where he needs to be. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He's won championships. Uh, every team he's went to, they've gotten better. And you can say, hey, look at the roster that he had. Guess what? Those players had to sign there prior or while he was there, right? So guess what? He helped build that team. He helped scout them. People don't talk about the other things behind the scenes of where Doc Rivers had to go and have those conversations and make sure they knew that they were going to be a part of it. And yes, everyone's talking about what he said. After that Game 7 game and saying, I don't know, if Ben Simmons, it really is that guy. And I do agree with that. Like he, he, he can backtrack it all he wants. He did say that. But that entire season, don't forget what he was doing prior to that. He was supporting Ben. He was in Ben's corner. He is a player's coach. And I think he's known as the guy that can bring you to a championship. He's done it before. He's made the Sixers better from where they were. I believe Doc Rivers is rated exactly where he needs it to be. He's not overrated. He's not underrated. He's rated correctly.
0: Mm, I would say he's on the a tad overrated only because he does get this recognition to be this great coach, which I think he's a good coach. I just don't think he's a great coach. And he's proven that throughout his career. He has one championship. But every time he's in big moments with leads in the playoffs, he doesn't understand or he he hasn't adjusted the right way being up 3-1 the most recent collapse and we've had clips of Phil Jackson saying this is a Doc Rivers ran team and they will give up leads and that's exactly what the Sixers also recently did to the Atlanta Hawks so it's not a one-time thing dude this, this has happened so so many times for Doc Rivers and it just makes him believe that he's a good Regular season coach, but when, it, but, but when it comes down to crunch time, he's not that guy. And I just don't think so, he's a guy to lead them to a championship. I don't. Let me ask
1: you this question. Let me ask you this question. Who's a better coach? Doc Rivers or Mike Booneholzer?
0: Booneholzer. Booneholzer has what? always been a great season coach. The question was, can he get over the hump?
1: How many championships he did <laughs> won? How many championships did he win? One. Okay. How many has Doc won? One. So they're exactly the same. So the only reason why that you think holder is better is because he just recently won.
0: Let's move on. Tyrese Maxey, the Starry starting point team guard. Team. Will he be the starting point guard?
1: Tyrese Maxey? Yes. I mean, yeah, he has to. There's no bench. I mean, I personally like Shake Milton a little bit more as a starter. I okay. think. He, I think he he helps. Uh, is he more of the, the ceremonial
0: football? starter, the guy that gets yeah, called? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's okay. like a. He starts, but I don't know if he finished his games. Right, you know what I mean. Okay. Uh, but I, I, I think that it should be Shake, but I I can definitely see Max Maxie Maxie's a really good player. Maxie has this. I think Maxie has this potential to be something special for him if they if they let him loose. He's fast. He has a mean Euro step. He likes to get to the basket, and he has a sneaky good jump shot. So He does. I like Maxie a lot. Uh, I just think that when the games start and there's no Ben Simmons, I think they do go Milton just because I think he's a better distributor, and and that's what they're going to need right now.
0: I'm going to go with Tyrese Maxie starting. But at number six, Matisse Diable takes another positive step. Do you think that's true or false? False. Why?
1: I, I just don't think the offense is there. And okay. we, we've seen it countless times over and over and over again. Where, oh my gosh, he's hitting jump shot. Look, guys, anyone can hit a jump shot on Instagram. I'm telling you that okay. right now. Anyone on Even Instagram ben Simmons. can hit a jump shot. Even Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons looks Even great Andre experience. Drummond. Look at Marvin back. Yo, you know who can hit a jump shot so clean? Willie your Best friend, bro. Let me shout this man out because he's joined our, both of our podcasts. Uh, this guy is dope. You taught him how to do vlogs. Costa Cubas has a handle. Costa Cubas got a jumper while you're on IG, and uh, yeah, anybody has a has a jumper. So no, I think he stays the exact same. I didn't see anything in the Olympics that said he was going to be better. He looks the exact same player. He's going to be a role player uh, off the bench. I hope he's better though because I I love his defense.
0: Definitely Ely defense. Could be a top-five defender very, very soon if he's not there already. Andre Drummond, question number seven. Is he a reliable backup?
1: Yes, he's a reliable backup. He's a big man. He's only going to get you 15 minutes a game. You know I love Andre Drummond. Uh, He's definitely not – he doesn't fit in the league that we have today for big minutes, uh, but he definitely can fill that Dwight Howard type of role where he comes in there, grabs you six to ten rebounds, depending on the minutes that he gets. And, you know, he can get you eight points. He doesn't do much else, but he's a big body that lets Joel B breathe. And he also gives you something that if Joel B gets in trouble, foul trouble, uh, which I think we're going to see a lot of this year as well, if there's no bend for him, uh, that he's a heavy screener. He's going to let guys like Maxie and Tobias Harris really work downhill or work in those pick-and-pop situations just right. purely on his screens. So I think he's a very reliable backup. I think people still sleep on him because of how us all, all, all see him, right? Like, he just empty calorie stats, right? He's just not, he's not so really he the greatest, but the things that he can do can help your team if used correctly, and I think he can be used correctly on this roster.
0: I can't say it any better. Andre, Joma to me, has been a backup for a while now, and it's time that he starts a season – as a backup. Even last year when the Lakers signed him, oh, he is the guy that's going to play next to AED. I was like, dude, relax. Laker fans are going to end up hating him because they're going to expect too much and get so little. That's exactly what happened. Unfortunate situations, he wasn't in his best, uh, I would say health-wise with the toe and a bunch of other extracurricular stuff that, that happened, some variables that he couldn't control. But it is what it is. He's in a new situation. He is now starting for the first time ever off the bench, which I think is the best role for him. And it's just so funny that it happens to be under Joel Embiid, a guy that has just dominated him, who has owned real estate in his, in his life, and his mind, for the last, I don't know, seven years.
1: <laughs> it was so bad that Joel Embiid tweeted about owning space in his mind. Not rented, <laughs> bought property yeah. in his mind. Like, roasting this man. You know what you got to do? Do you go to practice day one, Not, like <laughs> training camp opens, and you're jumping? You say, "Hey, bro, cameras is gone. Let's let's just finish this real quick. Let's, Man, just,
0: let's you, go. You
1: throw one on one. No, you don't throw fists up, bro. He owned you. In one- <laughs> you got to play one on one. you you can't hurt your guy, right? You yeah. I mean, We saw uh, you can't hurt nobody. So guess what? You just got to play one on one and just see what happens. Because you're only gonna f-word him up, bro. He's gonna shoot. He can post. It, he's That's
0: what I meant too by, by, uh, by, like, not fist, but like, let's, uh, let's play some one on one. I don't want you guys to misinterpret what I just said. Okay. Number eight, preferred starting fives. I'm going to go with Maxi, Danny Green, Matisse Dipel, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid. What do you got?
1: I'm going to go Milton, Seth Curry. Wow. Danny Green, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid.
0: Okay, so I got Curry, Cork, Drummond, Shake Milton, mm-hmm. and Jaden Springer off the bench. Makes a lot of I sense. Think Max,
1: I think Maxi and Cork Moz together as a one-two punch, or even one-three punch off the bench, makes more sense. And plus, I want Maxi to have more control of the offense. Yeah. Like, like for example, like if you put him into the starting lineup, he has to be a distributor. That's why I'm saying I think Milton starts over him. He's a willing passer. He's good at coming off screen and catching and shooting. Where. Maxi's a downhill player. Like he can get you with that in-out move and get to yeah. the post and then throw it out. He he plays essentially like a Ish Smith or a De'Aaron Fox. And I think that they're looking for more of like a do uh, not I I don't I don't want to say Chris Paul because Milton is not on that yeah. level, but like someone like that. You know what I mean? Like just a good role player, like a De'Anthony Milton type of player.
0: That's actually a fair comparison. I I hope he becomes as good as uh, Milton. Okay. Record predictions. I have the Sixers taking it a step backwards, winning forty-five games, so forty-five and thirty-seven.
1: So we did not, we didn't, we didn't talk about what our answers were going to be, right? But I, I also have them having forty-five wins this season. Okay, that's
0: so, fair. And so uh, get- and again, uh, just to reiterate everything, my biggest reason why is because there's such a huge unknown with Ben Simmons. If Ben Simmons plays. They're a 52-1 team to me, but because I don't know what the what the return will be for him, will it be 25 cents on a dollar, 50 cents on a dollar? Like, we don't know. It could be 10 cents on a dollar. Who knows, right? So that is the reason why I have him at 45 wins. I know Sixer fans may be upset at that, but I just I just have to be objectively fair about it. Because if I was at a casino and I had money on this, whatever their over-under is, I'm going with the under. That's just the way it is.
1: Can I throw a sneaky team out there for Ben Simmons that no one talks about but Go I ahead. can just see it happening because he plays point guard? I think Toronto
0: oh, he'd, he'd be a great fit there.
1: I think I think that's a team that no one's talking about. Pascal has money. they have contracts they have expiring contracts and on top of that they have picks and uh, you know Masayu jury loves to make some trades. I'm not saying that that's anything I'm not hearing nothing. I'm not saying I'm just saying a team that no one's talking about where if you wanted to exile, Ben Simmons and but he can make an impact right away with a young roster now that they've signed Freddie Van Vliet. You got Gary Trent Jr. Those are two shooters they can put around him. You can still have Ben be your actual point guard with Scotty Barnes. I'm saying, man, that's I mean you might I, I'm not giving up Scotty Barnes in that deal. That's why I'm saying it's no, no that's probably why. But you give up Pascal Siakam. Pascal Tobias Harris and whatever other pieces that they gotta mix together, bro, there's something there, money's there.
0: All right, guys, let us know if you agree or disagree with our takes with these 10 questions. Do you guys feel that that these 10 questions are the biggest questions going into this upcoming season? Drop your comments below. If you guys enjoyed this video, please like, share, and subscribe for more content like this. And we'll see you on the next one.